It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. In a nation that appears to be deeply divided politically, there is one thing that always unites the nation, and that is all of our disdain for having to pay our taxes. Now, we often don't mind about uh, talking about raising other people's taxes as long as we don't have to pay more ourselves. But we have to get beyond that. We have to get beyond the headlines of taxes, and we have to ask the deeper questions and get to the higher conversation of, do we really know how much we are paying in taxes? And what is the impact on that, especially on our economy? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, we do pay a lot of taxes between state, federal, and local taxes, and some of the new numbers are shining a light on just how much we actually do pay. At the same time, people are beginning to lose a little confidence in the business climate, even here in the Beehive State, which always seems to be leading the nation on these things. But some seem to be a little less optimistic than normal, believing that things aren't going to improve quite as fast over the next year. But what does that all mean for each of us on the road ahead? And whenever we need to look at those kinds of numbers, we go to our inside source, Robert Spenlove, uh, to join us. He is a Republican representative for District 49 in the Utah State Legislature. He's also Senior Vice President and the Economic and Policy Officer for Zions Bank. Robert, thanks for joining us today. Hey, it's great to be with you, Boyd. All right, so let's start with just the uh, the dollars and cents of the taxing numbers. Uh, I I am one of those who believes we should really get an itemized spending account from from the government to show where our taxes go. Uh, most people don't know uh, how much they pay. Uh, one estimate recently said. Uh, there's about 17000 a year spent on taxes by a – they call them consumer units. I thought only the federal government can uh, make it a consumer unit. <laughs> uh, and that they actually spend more on taxes than they do on food, clothing, health care, and entertainment combined. Uh, what does that mean behind the numbers? Yeah, and so this is this comes from the, uh, the U.S. Labor Department. They have a consumer expenditures survey. And so they, you know, they collect this information on uh, how people are spending the money that they receive. And then they break it up into, uh, you know, taxable um, or taxes paid and non-taxes spending. And just like you said, it was the total amount for uh, 2020 was uh, $17,211 in taxes. Um, and then a uh, total in uh, food, clothing, health care, and entertainment, 16839 um, Now, one uh, shocking thing was that taxes paid was actually offset by just under $2,000 in stimulus payments. So if it hadn't been for the, the money that, you know, almost everyone got last year, that taxes paid total number would have been even higher. Oh, my goodness. 
So really, we're looking more like nineteen thousand uh, in terms yep. of all of those taxes and uh, versus that other spending. And so let's talk about the impact of that. Uh, the fact that we're spending that much on taxes, uh, which of course is money that uh, goes to several places, but uh, a good chunk of that goes uh, to Washington D.C., where it sort of gets uh, laundered and washed and uh, scrubbed and gleaned, uh, and then they occasionally send some back to the states uh, in the form of uh, some services and, and so on. We also have that at the state and local level, of course. Uh, but what's the real impact on that, and is that something that is impacting uh, the economy as a whole? Yeah, you know, uh, so if we kind of look at the numbers again, the federal uh, of that total of seventeen thousand, nearly nine thousand uh, dollars per you know per essentially family went to the federal go- went in federal income taxes, and then uh, another over five thousand went in social security taxes. Uh, so more, uh, the vast majority of that uh, went to the federal government. Then you've got about twenty five hundred in uh, state and local income taxes and just under 2500 in property taxes. So there really is uh, a kind of a shift. Most of our uh, tax dollars go to Washington, and, uh, and that money, uh, much of that money does eventually come back to the states, but it comes back to the states with strings attached. Mm. Uh, the federal government says, okay, we're going to help you. Uh, we're going to give this back to the state government, but you have to do it our way. And you have to use our rules and you have to use our regulations. And increasingly, the states are saying, well, we really don't want to do it the way that you're telling us. We want to have this uh, these patchwork of different ideas of what democracy means and what freedom means. And so increasingly, states are uh, pushing back on the federal government and saying, we don't really want uh, your uh, that taxes. And so. Uh, so that that's kind of a movement that we're seeing increasingly around the country. Yeah, and that's it's so interesting. Uh, obviously, we're talking a lot about transportation and infrastructure kinds of projects over the last little while as that debate continues to rage on in Washington. Uh, but that is one area specifically that we know uh, both Governor Cox and former Governor Herbert uh, regularly said, hey, we can do it better and cheaper in terms of real steel and concrete in the ground and projects being done uh, we can do it at a much lower cost and much quicker uh, if we don't have the federal money and uh, all of the, the strings, as you said, that go with it. Or if we just kept the money in the state from the very beginning. <laughs> that's a that's a radical idea there, Robert. <laughs> Let's just keep it, <laughs> not send it through Washington. That's a good thing. Hey, I want to get I want to get to the impact uh, on the economics of it all and the economic outlook. Utah, of course, has always been really leading the country, especially out of the pandemic in terms of the economic outlook and performance in terms of what's going on. Uh, We've seen some of that shine kind of dim a little bit. What is it that has you concerned or what is it that that have uh, people concerned in terms of the outlook uh, of the economy, even here in the state of Utah? Yeah, so so we uh, and it is part of kind of a nationwide trend in it. Uh, We saw we saw a really strong uh, economy or uh, a lot of strength in the in the early summer, as the world kind of returned back to normal. We saw people coming out, people shopping, people going to restaurants. Um, but with the Delta variant, we're seeing, and it really is impacting consumer demand. So consumers are getting a little more nervous, and so uh, those the uh, airline uh, people buying airline tickets is down. People going to restaurants is down. 
um, the, the price of used cars and trucks is actually starting to drop again. And consumer confidence is, is dropping as well. Now, it, it's, we're, we're still growing and the economy is still coming back. But uh, th- this, the changes in the coronavirus is depressing some of that growth. Fantastic. Great insight as always. Robert Spinlove, uh, always appreciate your uh, analysis and helping us make the numbers add up. I I was going to quiz you today, but I'm going to hold it for another day on the uh, White House chief of staff said that the president's three point five trillion dollar bill uh, through reconciliation won't cost anything. The cost is zero. Um, I'm bad at math, but that is like really, really, really bad at math. But we'll have you come back another day for some analysis on that one. Thanks as always, Robert. I'll have to look into that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Point. Robert Spenlove joining us there. And uh, as always, I think the thing for all of us to recognize, Robert laid it out really well. One, all the money that goes to Washington. Again, the vast majority, the average family, the average unit, uh, is spending somewhere between between seventeen and nineteen thousand on taxes, uh, which dwarfs the amount they're spending on so many other things combined. And what are we getting out of it? Is it best to send it to Washington and then get some of it back with a lot of strings attached? Or as Robert said, are we just a little better off just keeping the money here instead? Something to think about. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.